0: Hello friends and welcome to episode 173 of Just the Zoo of Us. This week I'm joined by not one, Not two, but an unprecedented three guests, the hosts of Let's Learn Everything, are here to tell us all about rats. We are going to hear about their role in the Black Plague, the intricacies of rat intelligence and emotions, and how they've been represented in folklore and pop culture. We'll set historical records straight, display our best teamwork behavior, and take a trip down to your favorite family entertainment center and pizza restaurant chain. Just the Zoo of Us presents rats with Let's Learn Everything. everybody this is ellen weatherford i'm here with just the zoo of us your favorite animal review podcast and this week this is unprecedented never before happened we have been taken over (laughs) an invasive species has entered the chat we have our fellow maximum fun show let's learn everything which is spectacular by the way oh thank you What a delightful show, huge fan, and so I'm really glad to have our friends from Let's Learn Everything here to help us learn everything about rats. But before we talk rats, let's meet our friends. Let's Learn Everything has three hosts, and let's start with Caroline. Say hi, Caroline. Hi, hello, hello, hello. Caroline, what are your pronouns? My
1: pronouns are they, them. Thank you for asking. Thank you. My background is biodiversity conservation. I've just finished my master's. Before that, I did my degree in biology. So I've got a very, very broad background, sciencey stuff. I now work doing science communication at the Science Museum in London, which is really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's what I do. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Have you
0: worked with rats?
1: no i haven't um no rat experiments yet so i've done mice experiments through my undergrad so that's like the rodenty side of thing yeah this is a small rat you know <laughs> close enough <laughs> they've got tails right but yeah other than that i have not had a whole lot of rat-based experience other than i just think they're so cute they are aren't they such sweet little babies
0: We should set the tone early on and let people know, like, right off the bat, like, this is a pro-rat operation. Oh, yeah. For now.
1: You'll see what my topic's going to be about Mm, in a second. uh It's a fun one. Take some twists and turns.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, Caroline. Uh, Next up, let's meet Ella. Say hi, Ella. Hi, Ella. Sorry, Dr. Ella. (laughs) So
2: sorry. Oh, yes. Yeah, thank you very much. And I put some respect (laughs) on that name. Yeah, <laughs> and Dr. Ella, what are your pronouns? She/her. Thank you so much. I so I'm Dr. Ella because I've just finished my PhD in stem cells and regenerative medicine, and before that, I studied biomedical science. And now I'm working as a pub. I work in public engagement. I help researchers talk about their research, and uh, I'm a science communicator, really. Have you done any rat experiments? No. My whole uh, PhD project was in mice, and I could have done stuff in rats, but I thought they were too cute and I didn't (gasps) want to.
0: But the mice weren't? (laughs) (laughs) This is a hot take!
2: (laughs) Mice look cute. Evil.
1: Ooh! Mm. That's such a strong opinion (laughs) about mice!
2: Oh. I just—I don't, don't think—I don't think that means they deserve to be experimented on. It's—it's it's just an, an, an <laughs> unnecessary evil of uh, doing science to use rodents. But mm-hmm. um, rats, you know, they're so—they're um, so friendly and they recognise people. And so I, I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it.
0: I feel that I've been bitten by mice way more than I've been bitten by rats. I've been
2: bitten by a lot of mice. To be fair, <laughs> I was doing science on
0: them. And uh, last but not least, let's meet Tom. Hi, Tom.
3: Hi, just regular old Tom. No, no prefix to append. Just Joe Schmo Tom.
0: Not a. Uh, what's the goofiest prefix a person can possibly have? Uh, his Lordship.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say
0: <laughs> <laughs> Baron. Ooh, Baron, Tom. Baron. Baron Tom Baron yeah. Tom Esquire.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Tom, what are your pronouns?
3: I use he him.
0: Thank you so much, and Tom, uh, let us get to know you a little bit. What's your story?
3: Yeah, uh, so I was originally went to school to study English and theater. And then somehow flipped to studying cognitive science and computer science. And right now I do software development professionally and then also uh, science communication. I host a little podcast called uh, Let's Learn Everything. You might have um, heard of Ella it. and Caroline, I don't know if you're familiar. You've <laughs> Just heard a of- little oh, one.
1: Cool. No, no big deal.
3: It's so nice to meet fans like Caroline and Ella. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Rude.
1: be so glad you're on the... Other side of the planet, (laughs) Tom. Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) If this is your first time listening to this podcast, just a zoo of us, we take animals and we rate them out of 10 in different categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. And on Let's Learn Everything, you take different topics science topic, a general topic, and then answer a question from listeners. Uh, So we're going to kind of meld the two together into a big, beautiful, delicious podcast soup. (laughs) Um, But before we get into our categories, I just wanted to introduce our critter a little bit. So we're talking about rats, which is a rodent that a lot of people only see as pests. A lot of people see as pets. A lot of people see it as food for their pet snake. Possibly, mm, mm. Um, if you've ever had a snake, this may be a food item. This might be a grocery. <laughs> <freedom>. <laughs> but I ha- have had pet rats. I used to have three Ooh. male rats, oh, and they are. I still maintain that they were among the best pets I've ever had <gasps> in my life. Oh, wow. have y'all have y'all ever like been around rats like up close and personal? Yeah.
3: Not personally
2: when i was learning how to do animal handling for science you they teach you how to hold rats and you know make them happy and you hold mm-hmm. them also they you have you, they teach you how to hold them to you and they look mm-hmm. up at you and they've twitching yeah. their little oh, noses and that so was cute. when i i was oh. like i cannot ever do anything
0: to you you precious <laughs> baby <babies. laughs> i have to protect you with my life yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. cuz you do have to like cradle them yeah. almost they're babies they're precious babies they're so cute they are Caroline. What about you?
1: Uh, I've had friends who've had pet rats in the past, so it was a lot of my spare time going over and hanging out with their rats, and just being absolutely obsessed with them, and just being like <laughs> sat on the couch, and they would like crawl over you and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna just like hang out with with my friends' pet rats." So I feel like that really says a lot about my spare time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's nice when your friends have pets that you can just go spend time with in a small dose mm-hmm. and then you don't have to actually be responsible for them
1: i say the yeah. same thing about babies i'm like oh it's great to hang out with this for like an hour and then to not have dose. to deal with it again
3: <laughs> i have a, a similar situation where my friend the uh new york city transport system has a lot of pet rats that i visit a lot and <laughs> so it's nice you can just go underground and then say like hi to, to them like, Grab one,
1: give it a cuddle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe share a slice of
0: pizza. Ooh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's just a rat that you know. You don't have it. You just know it. Yeah. Like, that's just a yeah, rat We're neighbors. Handle. Yeah. Yeah, that's my bud. We see each other around town sometimes. I hate
3: taking you uptown again. All right, see <laughs> ya.
0: Have a good one. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> to get into our first category for rating the rats, which for us is effectiveness. So like physical adaptations, things that are built into the animal's body that let them get their food, uh, or things that are built in to help them not become food themselves, or anything that is like physically built into the animal's body to let them do a good job of their goals. So Caroline, you've got this, you've got this category. Let's hear it. What do you give rats for effectiveness?
1: I've taken this and I put a little bit of a twist on it. I love it. So I'm going to be rating the rat's effectiveness for spreading plagues today. I love love it. it. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) And how effective are they at spreading plagues? Uh, I'm going to
1: give them a solid 9 out of 10.
0: They're nailing it in the plague spreading department. They are so
1: good at spreading plagues. They got that
3: brand recognition.
0: Yes. Um... (laughs) They have the market cornered. Yeah, they're on it.
3: <laughs> You think plague, you think rat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> have you seen this this video game Plague Tale? No. They just had a sequel come out. I only know about it because I watched my husband play it. Uh-huh. And it is a whole game where you're like, you play as like a, an orphan during like the Black Plague. Yes, I,
2: I've, uh, I saw a TikTok of someone, like someone's running and the, the, the rat's like pouring down.
0: It's so interesting. It's the rats... Almost have like fluid dynamics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the rats are like in these swarms that like behave like water. It's, it's really terrifying. Yeah. And you can like use a torch to like scare them away oh. and and like get through the streets without. Because if you if the rats swarm on you, you die. Yeah. So it's a it's a game where you have to like use all sorts of physics and puzzle solving to like navigate mm. through swarms of rats so
1: that you huh. don't get the black plague and die. I mean, I'm so <laughs> glad you've mentioned the black plague or the black death. Because that's actually what I've written a lot about specifically today. Because, you know, we couldn't do something like fun and nice. Now, I wanted to talk about the biggest <laughs> pandemic that we've ever gone through uh, as a species. So just, I take it we've all heard of the Black Death, right? Of course. You know her. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> know <laughs> um, For anybody who hasn't, because obviously this is a very European thing that happened. And obviously not everybody's from Europe. So it's essentially a bubonic plague pandemic that occurred in Europe, parts of Asia, and North Africa during the Middle Ages. There's been a few different bubonic plagues. The Black Death specifically occurred between 1346 and 1353. Still viewed as possibly the worst pandemic humanity has been through, with a possible death toll of 75 million to 200 million people in seven years. Yeah. That's like most of the people. It was like a third of the population of europe it really went for it and like we have no clue how many people actually died because like death records at the time are either like really badly done or just don't exist anymore that makes sense like the people who died so many people died that like everybody was just put into mass burials essentially so like there's just there's no way of knowing how many people actually died but it was a lot and we mostly blame rats for spreading this pandemic around it's just the fun topic that I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk about this today. This all day, perfect.
0: <laughs> How does the rat tie into the Black Plague? Like, what happened here? Um,
1: the plague itself was caused by a bacteria called Yersinia pestis.
0: I think Yersinia is the name of a character from The Witcher. That's
3: Yennefer. I'm, an idiot, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, That'd be a fun tie-in for a character. It, like, it
1: could be a character in The Witcher, though, couldn't it? Very easily.
0: Any writers for The Witcher that yeah. are listening
3: right now, a write that down. great plague doctor name.
0: Let
1: us know. Oh, Ooh. wouldn't it be? <gasps> if
0: you have, like, a D&D character. I was character, literally just thinking, best? Yeah. That is like a plague doctor based DD character named Yesenia. I might have to steal that for my next
1: campaign. Free ideas. That's
2: amazing. <laughs> We're all going to go to our own DD games with exactly the same character. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: well, what I was going to say is, it sounds like the culprit's not the rat. <laughs> it sounds like it's, it's the bacteria's fault. It's, well,
1: silica, so like, you know, the bacteria did the actual unaliving part of it. Um,
2: I really thought it was a. Vi- I thought it was a virus. I can't believe that this is a bacteria. Yeah, that's, that's
0: surprising to me for some reason.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So the bacteria
0: is the is the weapon. Yeah,
1: the bacteria is the big bad, and the rats. So it's not even rats. There's still another layer in it. It's fleas on the rats that have the actual infection. Oh, so.
3: So this is only like third degree crime that the rats are accomplices for.
2: I don't think we can put blame on rats for this.
1: Oh, opinions might change as we go. (laughs) Oh boy. So what happens essentially, according to the CDC, during uh, plague epizootics, many rodents that had infected fleas on them would in turn get infected and die, causing hungry fleas to seek other food sources of blood. That's what fleas tend to consume people and animals that visit the places where rodents have recently died from the plague are then at risk of getting infected from these flea bites and it's the flea bite exposure which results in primary bubonic plague typically so this is still something that we deal with now not quite to the same extent we were dealing with it during the Middle Ages, but that's essentially the pathway for this bacteria to get into us.
2: I, I feel like I read that only a few people a year die of
0: the plague now, but that it's still around. I think somebody got bubonic plague from like a it was like a ground squirrel. Yeah, wasn't it? like yeah. a mm. something like that. Re- it was like a groundhog or something like last year.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, like and when you see these stories, you're always like, oh my goodness, no, not 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 the bubonic plague again oh we should be so worried about this like it never it never went away and it's been around for like thousands of years it's just one of those things it just happened the circumstances were right for it to become a pandemic at this time basically but it, it never left it just lingers we learned how to wash our hands yeah exactly <laughs> 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 so As i was saying about like we don't specifically know how the plague or the black death began we do have some little theories which are really fun the main one is that a change in climate in certain areas in asia led to these infected rodents specifically rats needing to leave the places that they were inhabiting because like their resources were dwindling because of the changing climate so this led to these rodents going to different places infecting more rodents, these rodents would then die and then would infect humans. So it was this huge chain reaction we can blame climate change for it possibly
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's always the smoking gun at the end of the day
1: it's always that
2: (laughs) i I feel like climate change in the 1600s or 1300s wasn't really the same thing
1: though. (laughs) so it's it's more a change in climate than climate change that's a really good distinction to make um and like these fluctuations happen naturally obviously that's not what we're going through now but yeah
3: yeah, the, the most interesting part to me for that is this idea that there can be like migrations of rats. Yeah.
1: Right? Mm-hmm.
3: Like that these populations are both so international and also like can move like that. Yeah. Is really interesting. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's that movement of rats which becomes a recurring issue for humans. Everywhere that there are humans, there are rats. It's just a thing, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> there's a really famous myth that. You're never more than six feet away from a rat. Oh, that's oh.
0: comforting. I've heard that about spiders. It, yeah,
2: interesting, isn't it? You're definitely, there's definitely fewer than six feet between you and a spider right now.
3: Just to
0: <laughs> look to your left, look to your right.
3: <laughs> there's a spider on your left and a rat to your right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look, look to the person on your left, look to the person on your right. If neither of them is a spider, you're the spider. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so yeah that rat thing is a myth i think in the i saw somewhere that statistically in the uk you're never more than 164 feet away from a rat oh that's
2: further than i want to be from rats
0: right yeah (laughs) can we bring that can we bridge that gap a little bit let's bring that down (laughs) um
1: i guess i don't really
2: want them in my house though so not, not wild ones
1: I remember this wasn't a rat, it was a mouse. But on Christmas Day, like five years ago, we realized we had a mouse in the house. And the way we found out was because it was eating our Christmas pudding. Oh, no. And that was just <laughs>
3: heartbreaking. It was like, no. But, but you had a great children's book after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so, yeah, so we are like, we live on top of rats. Rats live on top of us. And that would be the same for these rats that were infected with the plague and then dying, is they're just going to be everywhere that humans are as well. So the rats That's would point. They, the rats would die from the plague too? Yeah, they would, yeah. Oh.
2: So they're the victims here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. You're not convincing me yet.
3: I am loving this revisionism, this revisionist history here. Hold on to that feeling, because it gets more... Wow. Because the
1: feeling
0: is injustice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because they got killed by the plague and then blamed yeah. for it. And blamed
1: for it. Yeah, it's so rude, isn't it? It's a lose lose. Mm-hmm. So that that's what, in theory, we thought was happening with basically, uh, and it was obviously really bad because globalization was becoming a thing. So people were moving around so much more, especially ships, trade routes, stuff like that. Like there was no escaping. These infected rats, all these rats that had these fleas on it, basically. So because rats are just so around us and they're so good at being around us and using our resources and the things that we waste, they happened to spread the plague. Therefore, 10 out of 10, they're gross. They deserve to be blamed for 75 people, 75 million people's deaths. <laughs> that is definitely the end of my section. There is nothing, nothing more to say. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Sus. I don't know what you guys
3: are talking about. I believe Caroline (laughs) wholeheartedly.
1: Thank you, Tom. (laughs) Amazing.
3: Don't bamboozle me.
1: (laughs) You you might be about to get bamboozled, Tom. I'm so sorry. Um, So this was the theory for literally hundreds of years. Oh, wow. This is how we thought the Black Death or the major bubonic plague was spread. We've blamed rats. We've seen them as, like, dirty and gross and nasty because of this impact that they've had. They killed a third of the population of Europe. And then a 2017 paper came out and basically was asking questions about this theory and possibly proposing an
3: alternative theory. This is like serial for Vindication rats. For yeah.
0: Vindication for the rats. So... I'm suddenly into true crime. I uh, know, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, according to National Geographic, for one the Black Death tore through Europe far faster than any other plague outbreak that actually did have that, like, transmission. So we do know that rats do spread diseases. The Black Death, though, spread so much more quickly than it would have done if it was rat-based.
0: Additionally,
1: rat falls precede some of these other outbreaks. uh, And a rat fall is basically large numbers of rats dying to spread the plague, and there is actually no medieval records suggesting that rats were dying on mass, hmm. which really calls into question if that was what was going on, right? So these researchers in the the people who did this paper agree, suggesting that it's not clear where the belief that rats actually spread the plague came from in the first <gasps> place. That's a great point. This is like a universally accepted fact. It's a universally accepted fact. And this paper calls all of that into question, basically. The paper's just like, Mm -hmm. is it? Did did that (sighs) actually happen, though? Uh... (laughs) Did they, though? Yeah, literally. The researchers go on to say, there is little historical and archaeological support for such a claim. Which is a bold thing for a researcher to say, to be honest.
3: Yeah. Like, you
1: don't get a lot of scientists making such decisive statements, you know? Right.
0: I've heard something about this theory that it wasn't rats. Yeah. Because I'm not a stranger to this topic. I've heard that some people think it was cats. Aliens. Ooh, interesting. Because at the time, Mm -hmm. people had cats to hunt. The rats and the mice so the cat and the cats were largely outdoor cats right they're yeah, just roaming yeah, through the streets yeah. going into people's houses. usually not so much like in people's houses mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. people are you know taking care of their cats so people are going to be intentionally putting themselves in proximity to the cats yeah and the cats uh, are hunting the rats so the fleas are getting onto the cats and then people are loving on the cats yeah yeah and the fleas get onto them from the cats i mean so it was the cats all along. I love that. <laughs> I will not take cat slander. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Nobody wants to blame the cat. You no. know? Nobody wants to say, oh, these cats are giving us the plague and killing us. Mm-hmm. Because you love your cat and you don't want it to be bad for you. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want so you'd much rather say, Oh, it must be the, the gross, smelly, greasy rats all <laughs> yeah, over the place, right?
1: Absolutely.
3: And the animal I already hate. Yeah.
0: And
1: actually, like there possibly is some truth in that. That's not what the paper suggests but definitely definitely in other breakouts of the plague as well we know that cats and dogs can get infected and be carriers of the plague so yeah so there's definitely got to be a level of truth in that um, and obviously with the, these pets especially dogs you're inviting them into your home if they're going to pass away you're going to spend time with your pet as it passes away mm-hmm. and then the fleas are coming onto you
3: Right. Even if it isn't just dogs or just cats, it is very clearly bacteria, fleas, Mm -hmm. rats, other animals. Yeah. As opposed to just rats. Yeah, absolutely. Again,
1: wow. Would you like to know what this paper concluded? Yes, please. Yes, please. So the researchers looked at three models for infection. So, three like paths for infection to occur. They looked at the rat flea idea. They looked at possible airborne transmission because it could transmit through like droplets in like speaking and things like that in the same way that diseases and things like that that we've seen in recent years would spread. No,
2: wait, why did you, you just skirt around the, the word COVID? Yeah, I really
1: did. That, I? Yeah, yeah. In the same way that COVID would spread. <laughs> um, and then they also looked at fleas and ticks that were specific for humans to carry around. So cutting out the middleman of an animal and looking at humans spreading fleas from each other to each other.
2: Mm. And like you said before, Ellen, people uh, we started washing our hands. So people were just dirtier then, right? They never showered or bathed (laughs) or anything. People were
1: dirty. People wore the same clothes all of the time because they didn't have the money to have lots of these things. If they had a flea infestation, that was going to be in their bedding, that was going to be in their home, there was going to be not very much that they could do about it. That was just how you're going to live. They were just nasty boys. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) 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 The researchers ran like a simulation or multiple simulations to see which of these models most closely resembled how the actual plague moved through Europe, Mm -hmm. and they found that it was most likely humans that were spreading it, (gasps) rather than rats. Justice for rats! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: You know that meme—the meme of Eric Andre shooting the guy behind him.
3: Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. That's us <laughs> shooting ourselves and being like, why would rats do this?
1: <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so basically, we were blaming rats for the biggest pandemic in human history. And there's a good chance that it was actually just humans being a bit, a bit dirty that <laughs> caused this to happen. I'm not saying that Rats haven't been responsible for spreading other diseases. They definitely have been. I would recommend not going and hugging your rat friend Tom down in the down in the subway. All right. But at least we probably can't blame them for the Black Death fully. Wow. So rats wow. now get an effectiveness of. Two out of ten for spreading d- yeah, the plague because yeah. they just probably didn't do it.
0: This is a conspiratorial cover up by big pest control. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I think this goes all the way to the top.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: agreed. Because like every time I try to do any research on any animal that's like seen as a pest animal, every search result that comes up is always from a pest control like service that's oh. trying to convince you that this animal is so dangerous and harmful that you need to pay them money mm-hmm. to come get them out of your house. Great right. Point. So I think uh, I think a lot of that is fueled by people who want to make a dollar off of you hating
3: rats.
1: Yeah, probably.
3: Well, as I'm going to cover a little bit in the miscellaneous slash aesthetics people have hated rats for a while i did yeah. see how they were already primed to dislike rats
1: which makes them such an easy scapegoat
0: right you yeah, can blame anything on
1: rats and people do people blame all sorts of stuff on rats including the black death which just like there was no evidence for it and everybody was a bit like wait what evidence are we using what are, we, what are we blaming them for? Did Why?
3: we even ask any of the rats if it was their fault? I don't think right. so. Right.
0: Thank you. Give them a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love did the whole you... genre of scientific research that's like, did anyone check?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> like, yeah, you know this really. thing we've
0: just kind of accepted as truth for the last thousand years? Has anyone Has anyone, like, has anyone cross-referenced <laughs> this? Uh... Did we Google this? Are we sure? <laughs> 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 little citation
3: <laughs> Is our source for this the dirty medieval times people? Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> who were like, it definitely wasn't us. It wasn't us at all. <laughs> Surely,
1: no, it was definitely it was the rats. Uh huh. You can they can't tell you otherwise.
0: It was like, just write that down. Well, thank you, Caroline. This has been spectacular. I feel like we've set the record straight for the rats. I I know they're thankful for you coming to bat for them.
1: I'm so, I, <laughs> I'm really hoping that I've maybe changed one person's mind about rats. You know. They're just... They're oh, just little guys. Give them a try, you know? They're, they're kill just little, little guys. guys. They don't deserve the hate that they get. They're just, they're just trying to live their best life. If they see a packet of crisps on the floor, they're going to go for it. Why wouldn't they?
0: <laughs> the beautiful thing about pet rats is that if you run out of, like, rat food, you can feed them anything, right? <laughs> they, they do not care. You can feed them literally whatever, right? And so a lot of times I would just feed them, like, I don't know, Ritz crackers, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> strawberries i don't care you know like give them whatever and uh which unfortunately meant that if anything like when i would let them out of their cage just kind of like roam around the room a little bit which was not very often like not for like extended periods mm-hmm. of time you know because they do one thing about rats is that they do pee uh everywhere they go they leave a little trail of urine behind them mice do it as well they don't actually
2: have like Control over their
0: bladders. It's not like a,
2: yeah. they're not doing it on oh. purpose. It's just oh.
3: happening. Oh, they're constantly. I didn't know that either.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So like, I would have to kind of like lay down like towels basically and stuff that I had like specifically for them so that they could kind of roam a little bit. But if I had any sort of snack anywhere in my room, they would chew through literally any container that like they could chew through plastic. They could chew through like um, rubber, like they can chew through a ridiculous amount of stuff that like, oh and there's, and they're so clever about it too. Like they can find (laughs) the weak spots or like find exactly where. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. That's you like a lot of times you'll hear about people like when people have rat infestations in their house mm. they'll chew through electrical wires right they'll chew through like yeah, wiring yeah. and wire casing another thing about about rats is that they they're they're pretty big right mm, they're
1: mm-hmm.
0: like probably two feet if you include their tail so they're pretty big <laughs> they're like made of goop like if you've ever tried to pick up a rat, they're so like liquidy. Do you know what I mean? The fluid dynamics. Mm, yes, their their bones are very bendy. They've got like a huh. yeah, tiny little skeleton inside yeah.
2: just like lots of fleshy and fur. It's just they're mm. like they're a bit like cats.
0: In that yeah. way they're like they're, oh, they, they yes. have the kind of liquid property like yeah. non-newtonian fluid mm-hmm. property <laughs> of cats where they just kind of like they're very fluid and that means that they can squeeze into very very tiny spaces wow, okay. so like it, this is a big problem when you have a cage for rats because you might think they can't get through the bars but they can <laughs>
1: they're so sneaky
3: they are. what you're telling me alan is that well, there needs to be a rat heist movie because first they cut the power, then then they squeeze through <gasps> holes, and then they cut a perfect hole at the weak spot of whatever mm-hmm. they're getting at. It's a ratatouille,
0: crime. but like, ocean's
1: ratatouille. And, like, <laughs> you can train rats as well to do stuff, can't you? So you could totally train a rat to do a, a bank heist for you, Tom, if you put the effort in. You could do it. You could make it happen.
0: <laughs> I had my my rats knew their names. Where like oh. I would say the rat's name, and the one that I called would come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can train them to do tricks. I never trained mine to do tricks, but I know it's possible. Hey there. We are going to take a quick break to hear from a couple of the other shows on the Maximum Fun Network. When we get back, we're going to check out ingenuity and aesthetics for rats. So stick around. I'm Jordan Cruciola, the host of Feeling Scene, where we talk about the movie characters that make us feel seen. And I'm the show's producer, Marissa. Jordan, you've interviewed so many directors, actors, writers, film critics, and I like to play this little game where I take a sip of coffee every time someone says, that's such a great question. That's such a fabulous question. Or they tell you how smart you are. I think that you are rather brilliant. And of course, the big one is... When, when they, they cry, cry
1: unexpectedly. unexpectedly, yes,
3: yes. Jordan, I don't want to cry on your podcast.
1: I wasn't expecting to <laughs> cry. I mean, it makes me kind of want to cry. Ah. Feeling scene comes out every Thursday
0: on MaximumFun.org. Listen already. What are you waiting for? Jordan, that's such a great question. <laughs> Hal Loveland here with breaking news on a revolutionary form of entertainment, professional wrestling. For more, we go to our correspondent, Danielle Ranford. Professional wrestling is the craze that's sweeping the nation, featuring fisticuffs and colorful costumes. But who can help us make sense of this world of body slams? Lindsay Kelk has the answer.
2: Sources tell us of an amazing podcast called Tights and Fights, filled with discussions of the absurdity of professional wrestling, plus all the sincerity
0: and hilarity that you could shake a stick at listen to the tights and fights podcast every week find it on maximum fun or wherever you get your podcasts and your old timey radio the second category we we rate our animals on is yours dr ella this (laughs) is ingenuity so like behaviors the animal is doing with their body um that let them solve problems that they face or navigate their uh, little rat world and also on let's learn everything you answer a question from somebody so this is this is your department doctor ella yeah what do you give rats out of 10 for ingenuity so i hands down give them a 10 out of 10
1: ooh
2: incredibly incredibly intelligent creatures and we're going to find out now why yes in many ways cuz the question element of this is what have we learned about rats from behavioral studies
0: mm. oh mm. interesting oh i love that um,
2: because rats are invaluable scientific tools as well as being incredibly cute um, <laughs> <laughs> and before we get into it there's a i should make a caveat here the rats that caroline was referring to that's um primarily black rats and brown rats that's Rattus rattus. as black rat and Rattus norvegicus is a brown rat. So the, the genus Rattus is the only true rat. Other other things have the name rat in, but this is the only rat. So the, the rats I'm talking about here, they're specifically Rattus norvegicus domestica, which is the domesticated version of the brown rat. It's what you would have had as pets, Ellen, or a, a, a type, because they come in different flavours. Um. <laughs> and they're called fancy rats, these rats, which is, they're uh, no. really lovely.
0: Oh. <laughs> one of mine was also, in addition to being a fancy rat, it was a Dumbo rat. Oh, <gasps> the big ears, right? <gasps> yes, he had big, huge ears that are like low down on the side of the <gasps> face, would so so give it this like droopy little face. And at one point I had one that unfortunately didn't get along with my other rat, so I could not keep him, but he was called a Velveteen rat, oh. where his fur was curly. <sighs>
1: oh. I have to oh. Google this immediately. <laughs> oh my goodness. So lab rats,
2: um, they're, they're fancy rats, but uh, there's a few different types of them, but typically they, they're that typical albino rat, r- red eyes, white fur. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So to answer this question, what have we learned from the behavioural studies, we're going to play a game <gasps> Yay. called Rats Can. Um, oh. <laughs> 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 I love this. I'm going to say something that rats can do. And you need to tell me if it's true or false. Ooh. Love it.
1: Um,
2: with justification, if you want. So
3: <laughs> show your work.
2: <laughs> uh, rats can
0: laugh. True or false?
3: Whoa.
0: I'm going to say yes because I've
1: heard it. <laughs> <gasps> oh. What do we mean when you say a laugh?
3: Yeah, because I mean, I, I, on the subway, I've done my tight five, my set to some rats and they haven't laughed, but that could just be me also. <laughs>
0: they're a tough crowd. Listen, they've yeah, heard a lot of tough routines. Crowd.
3: I mean, they go to like the comedy cellar like every night, my God. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes, just because I feel like, because that would it be cool, feels but honestly, right. my intuition is no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you're going with yes. Well, you're all correct. <sighs> it. Researchers have found specifically when rats are tickled. They make Ooh. ultrasonic <gasps> chirping noises like a little rat giggle mm-hmm. and they also show other joyful responses like wiggling around and they will chase uh, your hand around to be tickled more they love it.
1: <gasps> oh, oh. oh, I'm being convinced oh. to have a rat pet now.
0: This is amazing. <laughs> In addition to the giggling, there's also something that they do called bruxing. Have you ever heard <gasps> of oh, this? Oh yes, where they no. squish their... It's their teeth, they like kind uh, of grind their little teeth together and it makes a very, super quiet. They have to be like up next to your ear, but they'll rub their teeth together. And it makes this little like, mm. scritchy scritch sound. And it's like a little happy sound. I used to have one that would sit on my shoulder and he would make this little bruxing sound right in my ear. It's like, it's like a cat purring, you know, (sighs) it's so cute.
2: Well, this rat tickling thing is actually being studied now as something to increase uh, lab rat welfare. Something no that they, yeah, because you have to provide enrichment for them. You know, they're still animals; they're still mm-hmm. um, and want and they're looking into how you can use tickling to increase their happiness Aww. while they're in the lab, which is very. Sweet. <laughs> I
1: love that so much.
2: <laughs> so the next question, or the next rats can, is rats can sing songs. I don't know about this one. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like go for no. I
1: really want it to be true.
3: Right. Yes. But I'm, I'm also going to no. say no. I'm going
1: to mix it up a bit then. I'm going to go yes. Just so that we have different scores at the end of this. Nice, night. good. <laughs> well, it, uh, it's
2: false. The facts that co- will come out as false are what ones I've just gotten from other animals. You know, we call the sounds, the whales make whale song. But it turns out they hmm. actually, the South Pacific humpback whale, they repeat specific melodies that spread from whales no. rather than like proper songs that they sing. Wow. So that's fun. Very cool. But moving up back to rats rats can (laughs) hold funerals
1: yes i'm gonna say yes immediately it just feels because they're such social animals and they're so smart that i think they must have some sort of behavior oh
3: i'm gonna say no just because i feel like this is a crow thing
1: i I was gonna say no because i think it's crows oh i might change my mind and go no oh but i want it to be true i'm gonna say true
3: go with your heart
2: okay i'm unfortunately it's false no Rats do not hold funerals. Elephants do. They show ritualistic behaviour. They like stand vigil over their dead. They lay leaves mm. around the body. They stroke the body <gasps> wow. in like specific ways. Rats don't do this that we know of, but rats do grieve.
1: Yeah. Oh. For sure. Okay.
2: <laughs> Which is sad. It is. Sorry, Caroline, you're really,
1: you really taking a <laughs> uh, taking a hit here, aren't I? Yeah. Rats can
0: dream. Yes. That sounds like a yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm going to say yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: They're dreaming of cheese, baby. Do you know what
0: rats dream about? Uh, owning a restaurant in Paris.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Being tickled. Training teenage mutant ninja turtles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing. We think we know what rats actually dream about. Because Are you kidding me? One study seemed to find that they might dream about their plans for the next
0: day.
3: No! No way!
1: way.
0: So, in, in this study, yeah, yeah. what's what's on a rat's Google calendar? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I have a podcast <laughs> recorded at noon today!
2: Um, <laughs> he's got a busy day, and it's they. the study they showed a rat a treat that was uh, at the end of a course that they could see but they couldn't get to at that time. When the rat mm. went to sleep, they monitored their brain activity and the neurons that fired up represented the root to the treat wow oh my gosh suggesting that they were dreaming about running down the path to the treat
3: (gasps) holy moly that's so cool
1: literally dreaming of success yeah if a rat can do it so can i you know dream (laughs) big
3: now i'm just thinking about like dreams as a um analog to describing intelligence right because it's like it shows some pattern of Thought that then can kind of like express itself. That's so mm-hmm. interesting.
0: Like anticipation or like imagination, right? Yeah. That yeah, you can yeah, yeah. conceive of something that isn't physical reality yet. Yes,
2: it's very interesting. Uh, so, our next rats can. Uh, rats can work as a
0: team. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Researchers have found that rats, when they're doing mazes, they complete them significantly faster as a group. <gasps> no, no way. <laughs> Um, and they even make time for play fights and so you know having just a good time together when they're doing it, which is lovely. Oh. While
0: giggling, while giggling away,
2: <laughs> uh-huh. all these are so easy, but it's still fun. Rats can so participate in democracy.
3: I'm sorry.
0: Legally, no. I'm going to say no <laughs> because they can't reach the age of 18, so they legally can't vote. It's it's
1: legal for for the animals by animal law
3: that's <gasps> true
1: so i'm now thinking like if it's not a rat what other animal can participate in a democracy
3: i i'm gonna go for yeah I want it there's to some be true. like experiment where like they vote on a thing indirectly in some yeah. way
0: mm, okay that makes more sense i'm still gonna say no though
2: ellen's right it's false <sighs> they can't that we know of
3: ...that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> Fun that. But in the subway, rats rule! <laughs> <laughs> we find like little ballot boxes.
2: <laughs> African painted dogs have been observed using sneezes to decide when to move out for a hunt. They move only when they reach a quorum of sneezing. <laughs> Get out
3: of town. Wow.
0: That's really interesting. I hadn't heard that before. That's so cool.
2: Yeah, and when their leader dies, they will vote for her successor. Because that it's always a female by whooping and hooting, girl boss. Whoop whoop! I love that. (laughs) That's so cool. This next one's super easy. Rats can feel empathy.
3: Yeah. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. I suppose so. I suppose that's easy. But that's also I hadn't heard it phrased like that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I suppose yes multiple studies have found that so if you trap
2: a rat in a container that can be opened by another rat on the outside the free rat an area of its brain will light up that's associated with empathy in humans and it will open and it will open the container for the other rat which is in distress but there is a caveat the rats will only help other rats that they perceive as members of their social group Oh interesting.
3: So nepotism. I was going to say like, oh Derek, you you put yourself in this. My <laughs> guy, you're, you're always getting into trouble.
2: They just don't feel the same level of empathy if the rat, if they don't know the rat already or it's not the same uh, genetic type as them.
3: Which I would argue is even more complex, right? Because if they were always helping, then you would almost, it would Mm -hmm. almost be like naivety. But this is this empathy (laughs) of like understanding. I mean, first of all, recognizing individual rats, but then also having that knowledge about them is very Mm -hmm. interesting.
0: It implies a a level of trust Yeah. Yeah, where you're like, I know you. I should help you because we understand each other and we trust each other. I know you're not going to fight me as soon as I let you out, right? But if they don't know them, they could be like, I could let you out and you could immediately like be on my neck, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, I don't know, maybe yeah, that's interesting because you have to trust each other for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, next one. Rats can have accents.
1: <laughs> Again. I've wanted all of these to be true. Hey, squeak squeak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: southern rats their squeaks are actually like multiple syllables
3: (laughs) (laughs) and vocal fry someone (laughs) on the west coast
1: i'm gonna say this one's not true just because i think i'm aware of a different animal that has an accent and therefore yeah i'm gonna stick
3: with that yeah i'm gonna go for no i don't know if they can vocalize much but
1: They, they can squeak
0: i've definitely heard of like cetaceans having accents, mm. like orcas and dolphins, but mm. I don't know if that necessarily excludes rats from having them. Mm. Yeah, so a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of things we've talked about apply to other animals. Right. Yeah. I know that they do kind of squeak at each other to socialize. I don't know how much variation you can get in that squeak. Like I don't know if that squeak can be different enough to do an accent, mm-hmm. I'm going to say no.
2: Well, you're all correct, they can't. I don't think it's because the squeaks don't have enough range because naked mole rats mm. can uh, have, a- have accents.
3: Oh! Wow.
0: Those are funky animals. I yeah. love them so bizarre. much. <laughs> There's nothing normal about those no. things. Okay. <laughs> bizarre, bizarre creatures. And
2: um, goats also have accents.
1: Mm, I think it was goats Whoa. I'd heard before. Yeah.
2: So next one. Rats can make friends with robots.
3: Oh, I say, yeah, baby! I'm, I'm immediately <sighs> like,
1: yeah.
0: How similar is the robot to a rat? Like, does is it a robot made to look like a rat, or is it just like a little, like a, you know, battle bot? Mm. The um robot is
2: the size and rough shape of the animal, but it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look uh. like it at all.
0: I'm going to say yes. I think so. That's a total guess. I don't have a reason for that. It just feels right. You're all correct. Again, rats
2: can make friends with robots. No way! Specifically, one study found, they housed the rats with the little rat-shaped robots. They were either It was either an asocial robot, so it just moved backwards and forwards randomly and side to side, or it was a social robot, so it followed the rat around, it like interacted with its toys, and the thing I talked about before about the empathy, they did the same thing where they trapped the robots in little boxes that the rats could free them from. No, no way. way. And the rats would free the social robots, but not the asocial robots that they didn't have a connection to.
0: That's amazing. Wow. I would be curious to know if they had any way of determining whether the rat felt differently about the robot Mm. than it did about its fellow rat friends. Like if it it knew that it was different, but was still like, isn't that adorable though? Being like, you're a little different, but we're still friends. Like (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're a little different, but I accept you for who
3: you are. (laughs) Like how cats think that, like, uh, humans are just, like, weird, bad cats, yeah. but, like, but rats think that these robots is just like, oh. oh
0: you're just, like,
2: <laughs> you're, you're just a
0: dumb, big rat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe they're, like, they're pitying the robot. They're like, oh, honey. Oh. oh honey. <laughs> bless, bless his heart. <laughs> we gotta do something. This poor rat. <laughs> Our final
2: one
1: is rats can drive.
3: I think this is a yes. <sighs>
1: I want it to be a yes. I wanted all of these to be a yes, but this one the most. I really want this to be a yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to say
0: yes. All saying yes. Um, I have a mental image of a little rat on like a segway and it's yeah. adorable and I don't want to let it go. <laughs> um you're all you're all right
2: and that's the <gasps> first full- yes! crushed it so this is so great so researchers they built a tiny car oh my goodness of, uh, like a clear plastic food container they put wheels on it and there were copper bars at the front and that the the, uh, the rat would stand on a metal bar so when it um touched the copper bars it was completing a circuit wow. so it could push it forward or to either side by touching the side of the vehicle and they were trained to drive them by they put a treat further out of its reach and it could only get to it by driving the car towards it um, and and they learned to drive so one of the researchers in the study uh, kelly lambert said they learned to navigate the car in unique ways and engage in steering patterns they had never used to eventually arrive at the reward wow and also Driving relaxed them as well. They had lower levels of stress oh hormones way. after driving. It was like enriching for them. They really enjoyed it.
3: When you said techniques, I'm imagining them like parallel parking, like doing the thing where you like put your hand <laughs> behind the passenger <laughs> wheel to like look behind you and stuff like that. Probably better at it than I am. It's
2: funny, but like, it's like very precise motor control to be able to like steer. Mm, mm, right, totally. It's so impressive.
3: You described that container as a car, but I can easily uh twist this in my mind to say that rats can pilot a Gundam in theory. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: need a little rat mech. Rat mech. Yeah. I'm thinking of like a Mario Kart game that's all little rat. Oh, oh my god, that would be yeah. so cute. <gasps> there could be a little rat racing game. You could call it Rat Race obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're coming up with some great ideas today, folks. <laughs> yeah, I was going
0: to
2: say, have you seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Yeah.
0: Is it like a hamster or a mouse that's piloting the? Oh no, it's a spider. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> well, there's a girl who has a mecha in Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, the,
2: the spider is piloting the mecha, right? Is it? Yeah, I thought that was just a
0: theme. I thought that was just no, an no. Aesthetic. I think <laughs>
2: that sh- she's the girl, and then there's the spot. The, the radioactive spider is piloting the mecha.
1: Instantly, like we have to confirm this.
3: You're thinking of Into the Ratverse, which is our movie <laughs> that we're going to make.
2: Yeah, Penny Parker. And she had
0: a spider who. <laughs> a robot. <laughs> According to the Wikipedia page on Penny Parker, she pilots a psychically powered mech suit built by her father, known as the SPDR, which is partially controlled by a radioactive spider that also shares a psychic link with her.
3: Amazing. Oh, so they're like literally like Jaeger, uh, Pacific rimming it. <gasps>
0: yes. Wow. Wow.
2: <laughs> this is so off topic. Sorry. Anyway, that. But, <laughs> so I want to be psychically connected to a rat that mm-hmm. can pilot a mecca. That's actually what Ratatouille is about. It but is. you're the mecca. Oh, it yeah. is. It literally is. So <laughs> just to finish this up, Kelly Lambert, who uh, did that study, said, "I do believe that rats are smarter than most people perceive them to be." and that most animals are smarter in unique ways than we think. And on that point, you know, many of these studies that we talked about are done to get an insight into human behavior specifically. For example, that empathy study, um you know, it's like about understanding why people are more likely to help uh, be empathetic to people who look like them. But for me what these studies showed is that rats are just incredible creatures that have complex little lives and they adapt and they learn and they love
3: and they dream. <laughs> Then they dream! They dream about driving a car! (laughs) (laughs) 10
0: out of 10. All of this endears you to a rat. And you know what is so sad? Is that they only have a lifespan of like two to three years. It's crazy, it's so short. And it's like that's so much life to pack into a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's such like an intense like emotional density of Mm -hmm. a lifespan. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah.
2: Yeah, that makes me, they're so, like, to be so, like, emotionally intelligent, and then, I don't know, I hope they don't perceive their own morality. <laughs> More in mortality. Yeah. They're truly lightning in a bottle.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I was gonna say, to sum that all up, you're telling us that a rat could dream about driving a car to save its robot friend from a cage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Since we're all gushing about how incredible and adorable rats are. Great opportunity to talk aesthetics for rats, which for our podcast is the final category that we rate animals on. This is Tom's category. This time, you're going to tell us how nice you think rats are to look at. And also for Let's Learn Everything, this is where you bring in some miscellaneous stuff, some miscellaneous information, some little treats. Take it away. I got to hear What do you give rats out of 10 for aesthetics?
3: So I will defend this.
0: This doesn't sound good.
3: I'm not going to lie to you, Alan. I'm going to give rats a six out of 10 and I mean that with all of my heart. And we'll we'll talk about why that is the best score I could give a rat. Actually, that's
0: fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair.
3: So the the aesthetic history of rats goes all the way back. I think that's why they're so easy to blame, even in, during the Middle Ages. You know, even before that, they had a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an Aesop's fable that describes a rat as having quote the bad reputation all rats have.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. Um,
3: but my favorite example of of rats in sort of like old lore um, for like their aesthetic and their vibe uh, is the story of the Chinese Zodiac. Are you all familiar with that story?
0: Not the story. No. I'm familiar with the the animals of the Chinese mm. Zodiac, yeah. but I'm not familiar so, with the story.
3: The story goes that when the Chinese Zodiac cycle was created, the Jade Emperor of Heaven, Hell, and Earth held a race between 12 animals to cross a river And that would determine the order of the yearly cycles is is who got there first. And so in the story, what the rat does is it sits on top of an ox's head as it crosses the river. And then at the last second jumps out. Um, And that's why it is first in the uh, year of the Chinese zodiac. And, you know, the rat is often characterized as being intelligent for this. Uh, But my main takeaway from that is like, how was that a fair race that doesn't seem also competing in this race is literally a dragon um who in the story um the, the dragon comes in fifth because it like has to fly away and like help some villagers along the way which like big big whoop blah blah stay um, focused
0: stay focused dragon. yeah you
3: know, the rats over here like looking at this raging river being like hey can we do literally any other test?" um and so to me the rat is as much a symbol of intelligence as it is of perseverance against preconceptions, like in spite of the bad reputation, in spite of always getting the short end of the stick. And that story also mirrors a similar modern day story of rat perseverance, um, a story about a rat which has as much personal and cultural importance to me as the Chinese zodiac. Um, a rat that Ella and Caroline might not be familiar with, but I hope Ellen is um, a rat who goes by the name of Charles Entertainment Cheese. Who uh, <laughs> <laughs> is known as Chuck E. Cheese.
0: Please tell me you guys know about Charles Entertainment Cheese.
2: <laughs> yes, I know Ch- what Chuck E. Cheese is.
1: <laughs> I had no clue that that's what Chuck E. Cheese actually like
3: <laughs> stood for. Oh, that's his full legal name, baby. Wow! Is that actually? you? I thought you were just- No, that's Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's so <laughs> funny. So, um, I didn't know this. Nolan Bushnell was the founder of Atari, and he had an idea to basically make a pizza place where the kids could then also play Atari arcade games. And that restaurant was, of course, named-
0: Charles Entertainment Cheese.
3: Coyote Pizza. <laughs> oh. oh.
0: <laughs> Which is a better name? <laughs> yeah,
3: that was the name they planned on and Bushnell told the Atlantic uh, one day he said I saw this coyote costume I went over gave them my credit card and then have them ship it to the restaurant now I had my coyote he then goes on I went to where animatronic engineers were working and said how's the coyote coming and they said what coyote you sent us a rat costume <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll just change the name to Rick's Rats Pizza <laughs> Rick's Rats Rick, oh my
0: Rick God. Rat's Pizza. Rick Rat's
3: Pizza. <laughs> now, that doesn't...
0: That's.
2: Do you, who wants to buy pizza from Rick Rat's?
3: Well, that's exactly <laughs> what the marketing team said.
0: They were like, are you kidding me? This is what we have to work with?
3: <laughs> Bushnell said that the marketing team said, quote, You can't call a restaurant a rat place. People think rats are dirty. It's not going to work. But uh, they they did. They changed the name to Chuck E. Cheese, so not Rick Rat's Pizza, and it worked, I will also say. Now, this mix-up, was that Chance, or was that a team of rats working together to sneak their way, uh, just like they did in the first in the Chinese Zodiac story? Who can say? It's a mystery, (laughs) lost the time. That was their PR department. But as InfoWorld reported in 1981, Rat dishes up pizza and computerized entertainment. Um, And, you know, though it went through some rough patches, against all odds... Charles the Rat stood the test of time until they betrayed my boy in 2012. So the former voice of Chuck described that change happened as they morphed Chuck E. Cheese from a joke telling sometimes off-color New Jersey rat to a lovable mainstream mouse who could sing.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was a mouse. You'd think that Disney would have something to say about that. (laughs) <laughs> you think they'd be like, um, excuse like, me. stay in your lane. <laughs> I don't
3: think you will. But in other words, they abandoned him for a more aesthetically pleasing animal, the mouse. Which Cowards. Hey. has got to be the most hurtful blow to any rat. Like, that's the most common microaggression for a rat, right? Is being <laughs> called a mouse or something like that. <laughs> um, and you know... So corporate, of course, would like use the lingo that they were like retiring the old Chuck, uh, but
2: That's, we're just sending him to a farm. <laughs> to <rest. laughs>
3: and Piccarillo from the New Jersey patch knew what was going on when she reported the headline joy Rat gets the axe. Um, and then <laughs> the subheadline goes Chuck E. Cheese pink slips its 35 year old New Jersey rat mascot. Which wow. just, just goes to show how a rat can sneak its way in the front door, climb that ladder of success, build up a brand, and then get pushed off the moment the weather changes. And rats are the ones with the bad reputation. But finally, I like to think maybe Chuck moved from New Jersey across the river to the city where rats are truly thriving. New York City, baby. <laughs> As The Atlantic put it, quote, New York City is a place where rats climb out of toilets, bite babies in their cribs, crawl on sleeping commuters, take over a Taco Bell restaurant, and drag an entire slice of pizza down the subway stairs.
2: On that point, oh, earlier this year, there were a bunch of stories coming out in the British newspapers about rats that were swimming up toilets mm-hmm. and biting people while they are on the toilet. And it was like a, like a craze. There was like a moral panic <laughs> in the UK over people being like, am I going to get bit by a, by a, by a rat? <laughs> It's like no, probably not.
0: But I feel like stories about things coming up your toilet and biting you while you go to the bathroom are like—it's so, always something, right? It's either it's a spider or it's a snake or something's gonna come out of your toilet. But rats are especially good at it because they're very good—they're very strong swimmers, right? They're excellent swimmers, yeah. Which is something you don't expect, yeah. And then no. you see one swimming and you're like, dang, that thing's really going. Yeah, they probably could have won that race on their own. They could have played Turn Square. Oh, maybe. Work
2: smarter, not harder.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, that's it. So there's an urban legend that there are as many rats as people in New York City. Um, Wow. So that's about 8 million, though. A study in 2014 estimated that there could be um, only 2 million, which I found really funny because NPR reported this as like, they said, quote, a paltry 2 million, when like, that's not even an order of magnitude difference. That's still a lot of rats. That was a lot of <laughs> that rats. That is a lot still. of rats. Mm-hmm. like, I guess it's not 8 million. It's just 2 million. <laughs> <laughs> that's still a lot. Of, um,
0: I would have thought it would be the other way around. I would have thought there would be more rats than people, because if you think of like population density, yeah. mm-hmm. like you could have like a building that might house like, I don't know, 100 people. That building could have way more than 100 rats like mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm. amount of space would yield way more rats.
3: <laughs> uh definitely admits its flaws especially because tracking populations as is is already difficult but like tracking rat populations in the most populated city that has all these like restrictions I'm sure I'm sure for like research and stuff like that is is even more difficult. So who's to say? And as as much as there are some legitimate health issues with uh rats in cities, you have to give it to them when it comes to their tenacity the new york times uh had this really spicy quote where they go uh there have been 109 mayors of new york and it seems nearly as many mayoral plans to snuff out the scourge of rats their collective record is uh, is approximately zero to 108. Um, (laughs) what a kdr i guess was written by a rat
0: (laughs) (laughs) dr l you look like you're having a crisis
2: i so you said there were two million rats in new york city that's an estimate, yeah. I just googled how many rats are in London, which is about the same size as New York City. Uh-huh. Um, There are 20
0: million rats
1: <laughs> in London. That's a lot of rats.
3: Fascinating. Y'all
0: better start talking nice about rats real quick.
1: Oh, I'm feeling really good about my topic now. Yeah. I'm feeling so much better. <laughs>
2: Wow, that's crazy. I'm sorry, I that my, the look of horror that like <laughs> on my face and that filled me up. You know, I love them, but that's that's a lot. Ten times more in the same space. Wow. Well, it's more than there are people in London. So you're you're right, Ellen.
3: I will say of all of the city rats, my favorite are the subway rats. I find them so amazing. I, I think of them. I feel like kind of for me, it's like seeing like a flower growing out of concrete. Like <laughs> I find them very beautiful that they manage to. They, first of all, most of the time they stay out of people's way, and then yeah. they crawl off to God knows where. They're just vibing. I was really hoping I'd be able to find like a poem or like a piece of literature to capture my love of subway rats, and then I realized that would be antithetical to like what subway rats are. Uh, and so instead, I found a tweet. This is a tweet from uh, <laughs> at best in show SIO. And this tweet goes subway rat made eye contact with me and said, join us. When the train comes, we slide under the tracks and feel it rumble over us like a warm thunderstorm. We live forever and we love to live. I said, no, thank you. I am too large. He turned away from me. I cried. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I love that.
3: As someone of Chinese heritage, born in New Jersey and living in New York City, rats have found a weird way to sneak into not only my history, but also my heart. But I'm not going to lie to you, Alan. I'm not going to give rats a 10 out of 10. I am going to give them the aesthetic score of 6 out of 10, because 6 out of 10 is is the yelp rating of a grungy hole-in-the-wall pizza place that you know you may turn (laughs) your nose up at but is always open and will serve you the best slice of pizza of your entire life (laughs) and that's that's the rat aesthetic
0: that is completely valid I am thankful that we have a new yorker's perspective on rats (laughs) because my perspective on rats is very much from like being around them in a controlled situation that Mm. like I have chosen to be around this rat in this moment right like I'm in control of this encounter with this rat we're here on my terms
3: I enter the subway, I'm entering their domain. <laughs> like you are in their
0: element. And so, and so, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have the, the perspective of someone who is in rat-tropolis. Um, <laughs> the thing that a lot of people told me, because I, I worked at a pet store for a few years, and the pet store I worked at sold rats. And every single time, and my husband even shares this opinion, people would say, I can't stand the tail oh yeah the tail is the deal breaker because most of the rat is cute and fluffy Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know furry and and the fancy rats have cute little markings on them and stuff and then gets the tail and the tail is bald and scaly that being said there are uh i believe there is a breed of fancy rat that is bred to not have a tail oh there are tailless rats I don't know how ethical it is. <laughs> I, I don't feel good about that. Because it's an important balancing mechanism. They use it for balance. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it's probably not great. But I mean, if you have the kind of rat that's going to be living a very cushy lifestyle, that's not going to need to balance on mm, stuff. Maybe it's, mm-hmm. maybe it's okay. But yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't like the tail. I'm weirdly pro tail. I don't know. I yeah, cute. me neither. I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> Thank you so much, y'all, for being here and sharing your your time and your knowledge and your enthusiasm with us. I always wrap up by letting people know where our listeners can find you, where they can follow your podcast, follow along with your work on social media. Let's kind of go right back down that list again. Uh, and you can, first of all, talk about Let's Learn Everything, the podcast, um, what you can expect from the podcast, and then where folks can find you. Let's start with Caroline.
1: So our podcast is Let's Learn Everything, where you get all three of us hanging out together you can find all of the information for that for at let's learn including a discord server where you can come and hang out with us and chit chat and stuff we have just launched some merch as well a little plug for that which is so cool and yeah just more of this goodness in the future i think from us we post every other thursday so yeah come and hang out with us then
0: I would also like to say y'all's podcast is not as family-friendly as ours is. So just keep that in mind. If you're listening with kids, that's Mm -hmm. an after-the-kids-have-gone-to-bed podcast.
2: Yeah. Parents do tell us that they let their kids listen to it, so it's really up to you.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: We use curse words
0: and sometimes talk
2: about delicate subjects. It's not necessarily um, not for um, young people, but not young children, for sure. Mm. sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Caroline, did you say where people can like follow you like personally on social ah, media? Yeah, so I am Caroline the Bug everywhere, including Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So come and check me out there. I don't post very often these days, but it's still nice to have you guys there with us.
2: For sure, I am Doctor Big Science Energy on TikTok. <laughs> I really need to change that. I think. Um, no, no, you don't. And I'm Ella Huber on on Twitter, but don't follow me there because I just. Uh, talk about science but not like in a fun way
3: (laughs) (laughs) and i am tom lum person on all places and yeah go listen to let's learn everything and uh hopefully soon we're quite busy but hopefully soon we'll also have ellen on so that'll be a good time
1: yeah absolutely
0: literally anytime i look for any excuse to come vibe with y'all thank you so much for having us on ellen Thank you so much for having us all here
2: This is today. such a joy to do. We you, you would be so welcome.
0: Oh yeah, anytime. It's been so much fun. This is like the most people that have ever been on this podcast at once, so... You handled us all very well. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> really? Sometimes we take a bit was- of wrangling, you know? So you've nailed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you wrangled <laughs> us
3: very well. You largely wrangled yourselves. Just like rats, we can work cooperatively.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's true. We're a big, happy teamwork family. Now, which one of us is the robot?
3: Beep boop, it's it's we
0: know. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Whether you listened while driving a tiny car or sharing a slice of arcade pizza with your best robot friend, I hope you had as good a time as we did. If you liked what you heard, I hope you leave behind some kind words for us a review on your podcast app of choice. If you'd like to hang out with us online, we're on Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. Links to everything will be in the episode description below. If you have an animal that you'd like to hear us review on the show, send me an email at ellen at JustTheZooOfUs.com I'd like to thank Maximum Fun for having us on their network alongside their other fantastic shows like Let's Learn Everything they're one of our Maximum Fun neighbors and I couldn't be more thrilled to share a network with them you can check out the other shows learn more about the network and how you can support our show at MaximumFun.org finally we'd like to thank Louis Zong for our incredible, beautiful, wonderful theme music that's all for today see you next week thanks, bye!